This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I'd like to talk to you about intuition. This is something that is accepted that we all have an intuition. And it's interesting to hear all the different terminology used and the value placed upon it. And that's what I want to talk to you about. The point of view that's important is the validity of your intuition. You can uh, classify it as gut feeling. This is the one that's kind of getting around. You know, it's the sport, macho. Oh, it's my gut feeling. Go with your gut. But what it is, is it's not the mental analysis conception. It's the feeling. It's the what is the result of this going to mean? How do I feel about doing or not doing this act? That is where we're supposed to focus. According to Vedic literature, when you are able to control the senses and control the mind, then you reach the intuition level. But what we have is externally speaking, the senses are attracted to different activities and objects. And the mind is more or less correlating. The mind tends to go, I like what I'm doing. I don't want to be bothered. Don't upset me. I'm enjoying this like that. But we as the living entity, the intelligent being, we're going, oh, what is the meaning, ramification, results of this particular act? The Vedic literature describes that above the senses is the mind. Above the mind is the intelligence. And above the intelligence is you, the living entity. And the intuition is there at the intelligence level. It's not at the mind and senses level. It's more or less like we have these sensors called senses, and we have this correlation computer that's the mind. But the actual operator of the system who's sitting there at the keyboard or the screen is the intelligent living entity. The living entity using his intelligence. And the intuition is that innate understanding of good or bad. That's the intelligence side of it. What is good? What is bad? What is beneficial? What is not beneficial? This is the intelligence job. And the intelligence is supposed to have subordinate service by the mind and senses. What we have in today's society is that everybody is being run by their mind, by desire. Because they're being run by desire, and because those desires are built upon sense perception, we see people going around madly trying to keep some type of enjoyment coming in all the time to the mind, so the mind doesn't have anything to be upset about. But the real thing that the mind needs to be upset about is, are you following your good intelligence? Are you listening to your intuition? Because the ramifications, the results and the repercussions of your actions and deeds, etc., befalls the, you as a living being in total. So our objective is to try to put in proper perspective the relative duties and responsibilities. Now, running to the intelligence, excuse me, being run by the intelligence is the correct structure. Vedic literature says that the intelligence is above the mind and the mind is to be subordinate just as the senses report to and are subordinate to the mind. 
So it's a progressive ladder type structure. And at that intelligence, you're supposed to be able to call upon your intuition. Should I do this act or should I not do this act? I may want to do it or I may not want to do it. And that's the mind. But should I do it? Is it right or is it wrong? That is the intelligence. And the intelligence has to do the evaluation side of it. And address the subject from the feeling, the intuition. What does this really mean? What is this going to cause, cause and effect? What is this going to, what effect is this going to be? If I do this, what will be the result? So Vedic literature says that the intelligent man controls the mind and senses and is driven by not desires, but intellect and duty. What is your duty and responsibility in the human form of life? Everyone thinks that it's to satisfy the mind and senses. And the Vedic literature says, this is illusion. This is the illusion that many people have and is shared, knowingly and unknowingly, among the human society. But the path to awareness, to realization, to development, etc., is at the intelligence level, where you, the living entity, are intelligently analyzing what is right and what is wrong and doing what is right. So, materially speaking, this is the problem and the solution. Spiritually speaking, the intelligence has to be so awakened that it recognizes, while I can solve the problems in the material uh, atmosphere, I'm not able to solve and change the situation in the spiritual atmosphere. And the intelligence then realizes, I require a spiritual master. Someone who is totally on the spiritual platform and has a spiritual perspective and methodology for valuation. Now, when my intelligence is trained in that perspective, then the intuition is a serious force the evaluation, the meaning, the uh, result from an action or word or deed is uh, put in proper perspective. You begin to understand how the uh, actions and reactions complex works. That it has an influence on your future. You're accumulating credits. Good credits on one hand, bad credits on the other hand for your deeds and the judging factor of what is good and what is bad is not you it's not society it is the supreme personality of Godhead himself he has set down the rules the rules by which the entire universe is working by the Sun is rising the seasons are coming and going there is air to breathe the one who is controlling your opportunity in this birth or the next birth these things are being controlled by the supreme authority. And so the value of what you do and the repercussions for what you do are determined by higher authority, not by you. So you need a spiritual master so that you are able to be uh, trained in what's the rules? What is considered good and bad? Just like if you're going to go to court, you need to have an attorney to explain to you the method, your rights the procedures, etc., because they know. 
They've been trained, and they train you, and maybe you could in time become a lawyer too. Similarly, to understand the spiritual meaning and value and responsibility and resultant for the acts you perform, one requires a spiritual master. When he's trained by the spiritual master, he can then make positive determination he can become a spiritual person. And when you become a spiritual person, your intuition becomes a much more important aspect of your consciousness. Because you recognize it to be a reflection of the Lord's position. Now, in the Vedic literature, it's described that the Supreme Personality of God it has the ability to manifest additional forms. Just as he can manifest millions of universes with billions of planets and an unlimited, uncountable number of different uh, living entities in millions of species of life, similarly, he can do even greater act by manifesting himself in multiple forms. In the Vedic literature, it says that the Lord expands himself as many times as there are waves in, a, in the river. He's constantly expanding and manifesting himself to help all the different species of life. He's here constantly, in some form or another, trying to help all the living entities come to their ultimate consciousness. And the expansion forms that the Lord uses are multiple. Yeah, it's described that the Lord first manifests his uh, uh, potency in uh, Lord Balaram. Then he manifests his pleasure potency in Shrimati Radharani. And then he manifests a quadruple, four different manifestations. All right, And these quadruple manifestations, they in turn manifest the material creation, the spiritual uh, atmosphere, spiritual world, and they manifest all of the different species of life. All of these things are manifest from portions of the Lord, not personally. He doesn't have to personally do it. Now, these expansions are called expansions, plenary portions, portions of plenary portions, avatars, etc. There's quite a few categories. And each of these has a Universal responsibility, whether it's the spiritual responsibility in the spiritual world or it's a material responsibility in the material manifestation. But in every case, it's keeping the whole thing operating and structured and workable. Now, the issue that we have to understand from the Vedic literature is that the Lord expands himself into what is known as the super soul manifestation. And as the Supersoul Manifestation, he accompanies every living entity. So you understand, quite obviously, that you are a living entity and you have taken residence in this body. And this body, therefore, belongs to you under this period of time. And you have this thinking, feeling, willing. You have these senses, mind, intelligence. And you work with these as tools. And you experience a variety of actions and deeds. But you may not be aware that simultaneously the Lord is accompanying you in that body and he is witnessing everything you do and thereby evaluating and judging that so that we can understand. So that he, um, he has an, uh, an evaluation of your performance 
And that performance dictates your next birth. He's not, he's not uh, concocting your next birth. You are earning it, and he's not interfering. Your choices you get to make. And he's allowing that to come together, and it forms the basis for his understanding and his interpretation, valuation of the quality of life, and thereby the quality of your next life. Now, this super soul manifestation is the source of your intuition. If you recognize that the Lord is there accompanying you in the body and you make uh, advances to learn, to hear, to communicate, there can be a communication open directly. And you can actually speak and hear the Supreme Personality of Godhead within yourself. God is within you in his super soul manifestation. There to guide, support, and encourage you. Similarly, if you wish to deny that and ignore him, he will simply be quiet. Not be involved, not do anything of any variety. Quiet. Don't even know he's there. Your whole life, people don't even know he's there. But he's still witnessing. He's still making a determination on the value of your actions, words, and deeds. And contribution, shall I say. So, our situation is, when we get a spiritual master, and he explains to us these basic facts, that the Lord is present in the heart of every living entity, and that he is advising, if you allow, and he is witnessing in all conditions, and he's conscious of everything you do, you can begin to understand how the whole thing works. The whole material manifestation, all the relationships around you, why people are doing what they're doing, etc., etc. So this is a, another level of perspective, and you need your good intelligence. This is, not a position, this is not an issue of desire. This is an issue of factual understanding that's required. So the Vedic knowledge is quick to teach you that the Lord accompanies every living entity as a super soul and you're not actually alone and everything you're doing is being witnessed and you will suffer or enjoy according to the quality of your deeds in God's point of view. So this is uh, the beginning, primary understanding and primary levels of consciousness from the spiritual perspective. So then your intelligence, excuse me, your intuition and your intelligence form a very strong, guiding, beneficial team. Your intelligence becomes stronger. Your mind becomes uh, subordinate. Your senses are controlled. And your focus is on the relationship between you and the Supreme Personality of Godhead that you now know is accompanying you in your heart. So this relationship is seriously important. Why? Because you are an eternal living entity, and the Lord is an eternal living entity. There is an eternal relationship. So this is the beginning of reawakening that relationship. It's probably a very nice relationship. But in the material world, since there's no training of the value of your intuition, and there's no explanation of the Lord's ability to be present with you, 
You go along sometimes listening, sometimes not. And sometimes it's to your benefit, and sometimes it's not. So to take this guesswork, let's call it, out of your relationship, to take the coming and going side of it down and put it into a platform of continual progressive development of your consciousness, you must accept the spiritual master and learn about how and why the Lord is accompanying you. The basic understanding that you're not alone is very helpful to a lot of people. There are a lot of people that feel very lonely. But the Lord is there. If you stop denying that he's there and open communications, holy cow, you're having a communication structure, you're having an awareness conversation with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Well, that's something, something of value. That's a significant step in the right direction. So, we have this opportunity, but we must approach a spiritual master. We must be serious to control the mind. We must take the intu intu intuition seriously. Value it for what it is. It's a communication method where the Lord is trying to help you. Well, you can call upon him for advice, decisions, perspectives. This takes the maybe I'm a good person, maybe I'm not question away. Because you understand, I should do this, and so you do, and oh, it works very nicely. Oh, I shouldn't do this, so you refrain, and oh, you avoid more other problems. So this uh, perspective comes by the surrender to the spiritual master, who is fully super soul realized, and more. And thereby he can implant, impart to you the concepts and perspective that gives you Strength and understanding and perspective so that you're free from falling into some sort of a misconception. And this is the problem our world is suffering under. Everybody's covering, covered with a misconception. People, so many people, they think they've got it all figured out. But as soon as somebody who knows more than they do enters the arena, oh my goodness, their perspective is crushed, comes apart, doesn't hold any water. And they aren't ready to cope with that, so they enter the, the field of denial. But it doesn't change the facts or the reality. So we have to learn that understanding the structure of the mind being controlled by the intelligence and surrendering to the spiritual master to understand the eternal relationship and the eternal uh, accompanying the Lord is providing you, and the control of the mind by the intelligence for making decisions as to what is right and what is wrong. When you have these, these few factors on your side, then you have the ability to steer your life into a positive karmetic structure, to have a positive outlook for your future, to have an overview of reality, to separate illusion from the, the reality, to see people in proper perspective, to be able to function in a always beneficial man manner for your own good, and to be able to function in a manner where it's satisfying to the Supreme Lord. You become a servant. You become a contributor to the will and wish of the Lord and his personal realized assistants and servants. 
it takes you out of the unemployed, alone, drunk, sitting on the couch with wondering, worrying, fearful. And more and more and more, we're getting those two things happening. People are becoming either fearful or they're retreating into a fantasy world where they, they ignore their intuition. They ignore their common sense. They ignore their good intelligence because they consider it too difficult. But the Vedic literature teaches us the opposite. Spiritual realization can be quite simple. You have to do activities that are to the satisfaction of the Lord in harmony with His plan for your life, for your community, for your world, whatever. But you're, you're acting selflessly. Our society is insane with selfishness. You can't meet anybody who isn't nuts for self. I, me, mine, 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 mine. There are so many of them. But when you meet someone who is selfless, who is kind and benevolent, you're impressed. You're awakened. You go, wow, that person has a wonderful point of view. Their contribution is so selfless, so kind. They seem to be happy giving of themselves. They're free of all sorts of frustrations and anxieties that are bothering the, bothering the hell out of me. And this is what we need to do. We need to understand the things that are bothering us are because of our misconceptions. This material world has the opportunity for you to have a multiple, wide variety of misconceptions. There are living entities who think they're trees, bugs. They're actually in those bodies, and they've accepted that as their identity. You, on the other hand, you think you're male or female, and you've accepted that identity. But according to Vedic literature, we are eternal living entities. The temporary bodily situation is not the ultimate situation. It's a temporary reality. It's not false. It's temporary. So what is the permanent perspective? Vedic literature says clearly, it's that you are a servant to the Lord. All of us. So whatever capacity you have, maybe you can only clean. You can wash windows nicely. Maybe you can sweep. Maybe you can organize something. But whatever it is you do, whatever it is you're capable of doing, if you change it from doing it to enjoy and alter it to the perspective of contributing service to the Lord, executing a service, you rise above the misconceptions. You don't have to change who you are. You don't have to re-educate. You don't have to learn different skills. You don't have to do any of that. Because the Lord being unlimited, he has the potential to receive your service from any perspective. So, what you really need to understand is that it's being witnessed by your super soul. And the intuitive impulses that you get are the Lord's prodding, contributing to your betterment. And you can do the right thing and reap the positive re rewards. This denial of any responsibility, denial of, of the fact that you should or shouldn't do something, this denial leads to a tragedy of a life. And of course, you stack that up and it can lead to quite a few lives going the wrong direction. So we're being encouraged by the Vedic literature to bring forward that perspective where you understand 
the hierarchical structure between your senses, your mind, your intelligence, and you yourself, the living entity, and the contribution of the Supersoul, the Lord witnessing everything from within, in the level of intuition to your intelligence. If you can conquer the mind and reach the intelligence, you simultaneously reach the Supersoul. And if your mind is actually controlled and your senses are controlled and you're not rebelliously dis, uh, uh, disassociating yourself, you can be benefited at every step of life. And you can develop this perspective and concept to how to see things in proper perspective after the spiritual master gives you that vision. You carry it from then on. The old example, don't think of the word elephant or alligator. And sure enough, you can't put it out of your mind. Similarly, when you understand how karma and reincarnation, how being, your actions are being witnessed, how you're responsible for the deeds you do, once you understand that it doesn't go away and you start seeing the value of what you're doing or should be doing and you begin to lead your life to a higher level of consciousness and satisfaction, this is what Vedic literature is doing to the whole human society, re-educating the human societies to their duty and responsibility as opposed to just the struggle for enjoyment and the struggle for existence. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.